What's up, guys? This is Sean Dan, and welcome to another episode of the Eheng Podcast. And today, I want to talk about something very concerning because I'm having a lot of emails today, uh, telling me about their investment turn sour or they are actually bleeding because of certain agreements, and now they cannot pay up their instalment because their lifestyle is just too tight and things like that. And not surprisingly, these are all youngsters in their early thirties, late twenties, right? So today, this episode. So it's actually made for you guys. Let's talk about the tricks, right? I don't think they are tricks. I think they are scams. Some of it even like frauds just to get loan. So a lot of people call themselves loan engineers or they loan restructurers or whatever fancy name that they call it lah, just to help you entitle for a loan facilities. For example, when you are buying something beyond your affordability and the bank actually calculates everything right and tell you that your loan rejected. Everyone takes this statement as like a very big slap to the face, you know. It's like, ah, I cannot reject. Ah, why? Ah, why? Ah? Because very simple, my, your statement, your income just cannot sustain such a big commitment of loan for the next 30 years 35 years okay because you have your PTPTN you have your car loan you have your furniture loan your credit card loan and that line line a lot because now everything can be in under installment even you go holiday already the worst thing is you all go, go holiday or YOLO YOLO already come back all with the credit card debt and turn it into 12 month installment because it's cheaper is it worth it 12 months of suffering just for that one moment of Instagram picture that's beyond the point but then what I'm trying to say today is that these are the tricks that they use often just to get the loan number one a lot of people produce fake salary slips right some of them they are actually employers of their own staff then the employer wants them to actually buy together so they are actually entitled for the bulk discount whatsoever and they make manufacture salary slips for the employees so they are actually entitled for the loan in the system i create payment slips to you or i create payment voucher to you every month for six months right then this staff or this employee automatically becomes entitled for loan facilities and also they got gamjeng one but in actual fact whether or not this employee truly can afford the property or not it's a whole separate case because they are told that the property confirm can rent out one confirm can cover your installment one confirm one but what about all the emails that tells me that they are bleeding right off their pocket right now? Number two, for those who have already one or two properties, right, and they want to increase or pump up their income level just to qualify for another loan, what they do is they fake their rental income. Maybe one of their two properties, right, this one property is actually not rented out. But because rental income is actually considered as an income, what they do is they withdraw out some money from their own account and bank in separately saying that it's a rental income so for example i'm going to withdraw 1000 then i just bank it 800 to my own account again and there the terms and conditions i'll just put their rental income after that's a 10 months of 12 months transaction right the banks will recognize that oh yeah this is an income also then now your income is actually including the fake transaction that you pay yourself every month again why number three credit card loan this one lucky magical there's a lot of ways that i don't think i will disclose here because some really like you want to declare loss last time you want to cancel whatever then you something into 36 months payments or whatsoever right just to reduce the monthly commitment fee so that i can actually entitled for another bigger housing loan hmm i think there's nothing wrong if you want to do all that if you right can actually afford the property there's a reason why bank negara implement all this rule right where 30 percent of your salary can only be calculated as the affordability 
bracket of a property loan. It means that, for example, today you are earning six thousand per month, and that six thousand needs to be net, meaning you minus your EPF, minus your SOXO, right? Then one third of that six thousand can only be calculated as the amount that you can actually pay for housing loan because they think that you will need a car. You will need to leave, right? You need to eat, right? So six thousand divided by three is two thousand. Two thousand can get you a four hundred thousand property, you need. So because a four hundred thousand property every month is around thousand eight, two thousand lah money installment for thirty to thirty five years. So because of that general rule of thumb, a lot of people blame that loan cannot reject, loan cannot reject, and that's the main reason why people cannot buy properties. But you come and think of it, right? Is it a problem when you cannot buy properties, right? The bank don't want to take the risk of giving you the money to actually invest because later, if you cannot pay, how? As hard as this would sound, right? The main objective for all this, right, is for you to be able to get a loan and sign the SPA. That's about it. So everyone who is working on this gets their cut, right? Agents, the salesperson will get their cut. The developer will get their cut. The loan provider, the loan salesperson also will get their cut. Everybody gets their cut out of your future. If you confirm, like you confirm, like rental can cover your installment, right? Confirm, make money one, right? Then go ahead, lah. I think sure we go ahead, lah. But but what if you don't? Right, like a lot of emails that are actually writing me to me, like they are bleeding two thousand, three thousand every month for a property that they buy with their friends, girl, or they buy without doing a lot of research, lah, and etc. No one is there to help you. One, you go back and look for their agent. They will tell you, I didn't point a gun at you to tell you to buy. Also, so by law, you are not forced to sign anything. On any documents, one you know. So in a layman terms, nobody is pointing a gun at you, telling you to sign on a particular document, especially the SPA, the Sales and Purchase Agreement. Their whole key objective is for you to sign the papers again, so everybody gets their cut. Nobody is to be blamed. It's just the nature of the business, and it's just the rule of the game. Right. Once you sign, everybody gets their cut, and they move on to the next one. Later, three years later, five years later, you cannot pay the installment, and your property get auction, and you need to maybe declare bankrupt because after three months you still cannot pay, and you sell the property right at below market value, so you still owe the bank. It means this, ah.、Uh, Let's say you buy a five hundred thousand property today, but your SPA price is six hundred thousand because of all the promotion and all lah. So you're actually taking a six hundred thousand loan, but the actual transacted is only five hundred thousand because of all the cashback that you get lah, the promotion lah, the free this lah, free that, right? Three years later, when you get the keys, the property is actually selling at four hundred eighty, but you are in need of cash. Suddenly something happened, right? So you owe the bank actually six hundred thousand, not six hundred thousand lah. If you want to be really exact, right? It's actually five hundred forty thousand, ninety percent loan mah. Five hundred forty thousand, you owe the bank. Okay, you owe the bank. But now market value is only four hundred eighty thousand. Meaning, if you sell the property today, if you sell the property today at four hundred eighty thousand, you take up four hundred eighty thousand from buyer's bank and pay your bank, right? You still owe your bank ninety thousand. Where do you find that ninety thousand today? That's the time where you sell also cannot, you rent out also cannot, you hold also cannot. How? No one tells you. All this. So what I'm trying to say is that when the bank tells you that you cannot qualify for a loan, look into it because the hard truth is your income is not high enough, and your expenses is just too much. What I'm trying to say is just to be real, right? Be real and face your financial terms very honestly, right? Just honestly face that slip. Your income level, how much? Credit card, you owe how much? Car, you owe how much? 
And why do you need a house now, right? Just because you can flex to your friends that I tell people I got a property now. And do you really need that house today? There's a difference between investment and taking a risk like gambling. So this got me very, very concerned because of all the emails that I'm getting like, a lot, actually. And I think all those old birds, right? I think no problem like, because they will actually do all the calculation. They are actually a bit more kiasi, right? But for youth, right? As long as I can buy there, I can tell the world whether or not the apartment is completed, right? I can tell all my friends that I actually am a property owner already. Then they will put property investor in their Instagram profile. Hmm. It sound very tough on you bros and sis. Uh, but what I'm trying to say is that there are stories on the other side that people are not telling you. So to me, be prudent and whatever action you take, right, you need to be accountable for it. Don't suddenly now say that you want to blame the agent, you want to blame the loan flur, you want to blame this speaker, you want to blame this person, this person. Because you signed the papers. The whole intention of the channel again is to enable all audiences here to make informed decisions. Take calculated risk. And this comes from a side that is very tough. La. So this is really tough love. So and I hope to encourage you guys, those youngsters, right, to be a little bit more patient. Again, property is for the rich people. Rich in pocket and rich in mindset. Right? You need to be educated enough to do all the calculation, whether can you afford the risk or not, and you need the money. Let's say, can you take a hit? Do not gamble money that you don't have on things that you don't need to impress the people that you don't like. Right, this is from Will Smith. Lah. Anyway, <laughs> so I think that's all for this episode, guys. Uh, if you really like this episode, like it, share it, and even subscribe for more information like this. Until next time, this is Sean Tan. Tough love. See you guys. Ciao.